With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Fast Break Podcast. I am Sean Anderson. Alongside me is Ricky Weaver. Hey, I didn't cut you off this time. You didn't cut me off, and I'm very proud of you. And uh, the one thing that's very sad is uh, Dave Oster's not here for the second straight week. Ricky, why'd you bring him in? At least the uh, the streak stayed in a number this week, so positive. I don't know. Positive. No, you, you brought him in. <laughs> you said Dave's great, and you know I get attached well, to this guy. He is. He was great. I get attached to this guy, and now he's gone. Is yeah. he going to show up? I hope. Do you I think hope he's going to show up. I hope I'm not the only voice you hear next God, week because Sean will be out of town. I hope that would be it. That's a train wreck. Stay tuned for Ricky to <laughs> Ricky to fail at talking NBA. I want to punch him myself. at the time, and he's my co-host. I want to punch you like half this time. Just wait till the I, end of this one. <laughs> I might be strangling at the end of this one. Uh, we got the lineup for today. Lineup for today is we're talking Chad Ford's NBA Mock Draft 4.0. We're going to be reacting to it. Uh, really discuss, kind of going more back into our Simmons versus Ingram discussion we had last week. So check that one out. Uh, check our podcast out last week if you didn't. Then we're going to go into Kyrie and the Cavs, really that volatile situation that's going on in Cleveland. And then we're going to go into the best backcourts in, B- in the NBA, where I'm most likely going to strangle Ricky here because... Ricky, it's got some pretty bad picks. But anyways, we're going to go into a uh, different kind of picks here. We're going to go into the NBA mock draft. And to lead it off, Philadelphia 76ers and Chad Fours mock draft 4.0 that he put out on March 3rd. He's got the Philadelphia 76ers selecting Ben Simmons. Well, and I mean, it's no, it's no surprise that Ben Simmons is number one because it's a safe pick. It is the safe pick of if... You think he's, I know the comparisons to LeBron James, but if you think he's anywhere near a LeBron James level, you go ahead and draft him. And if you go ahead and take Ben Simmons, nobody, none of the pundits are going to say, oh, well, that's a bad pick. No, they're all going to praise you. You took the best guy in the draft. However, for the 76ers, and Chad Ford says it, they desperately need shooting. Yeah, Ben Simmons can probably improve his shooting, but if you're like, man, we need that now, Ingram wouldn't be a bad choice. I entirely differ- disagree that he's the safe pick because you know what you're getting in Brandon Ingram. You're going to get a shooter. You're going to get someone that can drive. Mm-hmm. You're going to be so getting, you're a, saying getting an Simmons all-around pick. isn't the best because Simmons, of the improvement needed. Simmons is more of the project. Yeah. Simmons is still the better prospect. And that's something that people were kind of hating on us was that, you know, Ben Simmons is the best player in the NBA. He's well, his be ceiling Le- is higher. His ceiling's higher. Yeah. And watching him, he's a, he's a stud. and he's, He, he mm-hmm. looks like LeBron James. What I'm saying is that Brandon Ingram is more NBA ready. I'm not. I'm not saying that he's the better mm-hmm. prospect. And I'm not saying that he'll be the better NBA player. But I'm saying for the Philadelphia 76ers, Ingram fits into your system more than Simmons. Well, I'm saying, and I'm coming from the side of I say Simmons is the safer pick, only because if you take Simmons at number one, nobody's going to criticize you. Nobody's going to say that was a bad pick. Now, if you take Ingram, that may be half and half. There may be some people that say. Well, that's a dumb pick. You passed on the franchise. You passed on a player that is finally going to 
stop the trust the system because the system is broken. But to me, I the thing with Chad Ford's mock draft, I want to say this. Mm-hmm. I agree with how the prospects are labeled 1-2. I just disagree with the teams. What do you mean? The teams at 1 and 2, Philadelphia and L.A., flip them. That's what's going to happen on draft night. So you think you think the Lakers are going to win the lottery? Yeah, Con- I mean, currently conspiracy the Lakers- theory 1.0. <laughs> You've got the Lakers getting the number one. Kobe steps out the door. Here, have the best player in the draft. Bigger market, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I hate to say that you're wrong, but I mean, looking at the Sixers, I mean, just saying if it's going by record— Sixers are, are projected to go thirty or thirteen and sixty nine. Lakers are projected to go seventeen yeah. and sixty five. So if it, if if the lottery falls suit, highest odds get the better pick. Plus, do we really? Sixers are going to get the Do we pick. really want the Clippers to be the best team in LA? No. Does the NBA no. really want that? No. I don't, don't. Think, I don't think. I don't think the NBA wants. No, like, I don't the, think the LA fans, wants that. I don't think the fans want that. Clipper either. fans don't even want that. <laughs> cool. Clipper fans are just Laker fans. <laughs> they just switch their jerseys. But anyways. Ben Simmons and Ingram. I, I I think Ingram is more NBA ready, and that was something that I just didn't clarify more. Mm-hmm. Ingram is going to be a fantastic player, and I kind of see a lot of the 2003 NBA draft. You have Simmons, who can be a LeBron James or Magic Johnson yeah. point you know guy esque, where he's basically positionless. He's this guy who's a train running to the basket. He can pass. He can defend. He can rebound. He's, he's basically a triple double machine. Just they can't shoot, and he can't shoot. He can't shoot with the right hand. He can't shoot with mm-hmm. his left hand. He doesn't know what chain to shoot with. His jumper is just ugly, and he can't shoot from 15 feet back, which is just going to hurt him in today's NBA. And that's why I think Ingram is more NBA ready. And I think Ingram going to the Lakers, if you know the lottery falls suit, he's going to put up. You know, he's going to be a kind of a Kobe esque player and get you know multiple rings here because I think. Simmons will have the personal stats and these per- personal like accolades, maybe you know a couple mm-hmm. MVPs, something like that. Ingram is going to win rings. Ingram is going to take his team someplace. I think Ingram can really lead a team somewhere, and especially if he goes to the Lakers. You're going to have D'Angelo Russell, Jordan Clarkson, Brandon Ingram, and Julius Randle. Like, that's ridiculous. So kind of like 03, what we saw with the 03 draft? Kind of, yeah. With basically. LeBron yeah, being was, yeah. the best prospect and then D. Wade being... More of that leader. How many championships has D. Wade won? More than LeBron. Four. Yeah, more than LeBron. Got one more. And um, Well, LeBron had to go to D. Wade to yeah, actually Yeah, he had get, to go to D. Wade to get the championships. <laughs> but the one thing I think is if, let's say, everything pans out to where it's exactly how Chad Ford has it. Sixers won, Lakers two. Mm-hmm. To me, all the stress is on the Sixers. Who Why is you, that? Who do you take, this guy or this guy, where the Lakers, they can just sit back at two and go, okay— Whoever you don't take, we'll take the other one and be fine. Chad Ford does say here, from, however, from all indications, NBA scouts and GMs are saying that Ingram remains firmly in the lead for number one. So I think I think, it, I think mm-hmm. the players are locked in where they are, but I think, like you said, it's really the lottery deciding where these teams yeah. are going to go. But I think if you're in the two slot, you're really not minded because if Simmons, you know, drops off, mm-hmm. then you get Ingram, who is looking like he's actually going to be, you know, he's, he's going to look like he's going to provide something. Simmons still needs to do more developing. I'm not saying that, you know, Ben Simmons is phenomenal the way he is right mm-hmm. now. But you know Ingram still has that shot. Ingram is more than just you know a post player slash driving slash hey the NBA you know, point guard. The basically. NBA could decide hey you know what the Suns made a mistake. Let's help them out. Let's push them to the number one pick. I mean that, it's no. really a conspiracy theory when you get to the NBA draft lottery. I I, I agree with the Lakers. Now you're pushing it with the Phoenix. Because <laughs> Los Angeles is the no. second largest market in, in in the United States. Now pushing it would be if Demar Derozan left Toronto and then. 
Toronto stop. with the just Knicks stop. pick just goes stop. to number just, one. He can say anything stop. at this point. The Bulls won the number just, one pick with a point eight. What point zero eight? Stop. Tell we're, me to shush. We're, more, we're more talking about where the players are going to go, but I think we're on, we're on the same lines that Simmons is going to you know yeah. be this prospect, this this great Ingram's prospect. Ingram's more he, NBA ready. You know what you're getting. We got it. Person that is NBA ready right now, Buddy Heald. He is projected to go seven right now in Chad Ford's mock draft to the New Orleans Pelicans. Do you like the Heald pick? Do you like the Pelicans fit? And do you think Heald might rise or fall? There's only one team. I'm looking at the teams um, ahead of the Pelicans. And, mm-hmm. I mean, the only two, the Timberwolves aren't going to take them because no. they've got Andrew Wiggins, they've got Zach Levine, they've got Ricky Rubio, they got Shabazz. So their backcourt is pretty much yeah, that's set pretty much in stone. Said, yeah. I mean, the Nuggets just went with, Moutier last year, now they need to find a forward. The one team that I feel like, there are two teams, I should say, that may be able to go with them, Phoenix or Boston. Those are the only two teams ahead of the Pelicans that could snatch up Buddy Heel. And the team that I would lean towards is Boston because one of the people they were trying to ship at the trade deadline was Avery Bradley. So, if they work something in the offseason, maybe a Carmelo trade that they uh, were looking at. We talked about it last week. Let's say they have to move Avery Bradley there. Boom, Buddy Heal becomes the new two, maybe instead of Jamal Murray. See, but they were, they were moving you know, Bradley because they're going to bring in Melo. And they, mm-hmm. they, you, need, you, you want the star player, but Bradley, I think I think Bradley and you know, uh, Heal can be very similar. I, I think they're very similar players, so I don't think you're going to you know, push out Bradley just to bring in basically Bradley 2.0. I do like, you know, the Celtics are going to go with Jamal Murray in, in Chad Ford's mock mm-hmm. draft. I like that pick because you're bringing in a point guard who's, who's really you know, well, lighting it, it up in college. To but, me, it depends on what Boston wants to do because it depends on what they get rid of in the offseason. If they get rid of a guy like Avery Bradley, mm-hmm. then maybe go with a shooting guard like Buddy Heal. If they get rid of a Marcus Smart, another guy who is kind of expendable only because of how good Isaiah Thomas has been for the team, mm-hmm. then, okay, we can move smart and then draft Jamal Murray to be the backup to Thomas. I, I think, I think you know, I, I agree that the Celtics might take him if they move him, and I, I think that, you know, the, the Suns will take him if they fall, but I don't mm-hmm. think he's going to go in the top five. I really do like this Pelicans fit, though, because you're going to bring him into a situation where you have Drew Holiday at the one, you know, you you most likely are going to move Tyreek Evans because Tyreek Evans really, you know, he hasn't really shown that he can be anything since his rookie season. Mm-hmm. So you got Drew Holiday at the one, then you're going to put Heald at the shooting guard at two where, you know, you can dump it into Davis. Davis can then pass it out to Heald, you know, when the team collapses wide on open him. three. Exactly. So I, I really like the the fit and the flow that that would give the Pelicans offense. And it's really, I mean, the Pelicans are lacking a lot. Uh, but you know you have Anthony Davis, so really, if you add you know the necessary pieces around him, I think that's really going to you know develop Davis and develop this team. So I like the healed fit in New Orleans. Is there any way that healed drops from that seven spot or the top ten? Um, the only way I see him dropping from the Pelicans is if something that we don't see for if we don't see something like a four C change like. Chad Ford says Eric Gordon is a free agent. Well, if somehow Eric Gordon comes, Eric Gordon comes back, or the Pelicans say, "Hey, you know what? Shooting guard may not be a great need of ours because there's a Demar Derozan in free agency, so we're going to go after a 
DeMar mm. DeRozan. I'm not saying that's going to be the case. If it is the case, then he drops. And to me, then it's the next team he would fall to is Toronto. Because if the Pelicans are in a situation where, and I know this is all speculation, but if they're in a situation where we're going to go after a free agent like DeMar, that would mean the Raptors are looking for a shooting guard. Boom, we're going to take Buddy Heal. But do you think Heald is really a player that is you know worthy of going in the top ten? Because yes. he's really just you know, I could see him. He's straight. I could see him depending on how he plays in March and maybe April, depending on how far Oklahoma goes in March Madness. He could be a top five pick. How far do they have to go for him to be a top five pick? Final four. Okay. I, well, I, final four national championship. I could see him being the same kind of hype that we saw around. Um, Kemba Walker around Shabazz Napier when their UConn teams made a run. Both didn't go that high in the draft, though. <laughs> I'm, so maybe I'm talking it... more of a college standpoint. I mean, I, I, Kemba I, Walker was the higher of the two. He went yeah. ninth. But if you make that run, and Buddy Heal is different than— the only thing that's different between Kemba, Kemba Shabazz, and Heal, neither Kemba or Shabazz were up for the Wooden Award. Mm-hmm. If he wins the Wooden Award and his team goes to the Final Four National Championship, boom, he's going to skyrocket. I, I think I think Heald's going to stay in. Maybe maybe the Pelicans, you know, go up and get him at at, at seven. But I think he's mm-hmm. going to stay from like seven to thirteen. I don't think he's going to jump up that high. Whether whether he unless he goes on a Steph Curry run where he like it's Steph Curry NCAA tournament run yeah. on that Davidson team where he just he was the he was the star player. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't just the Oklahoma team it was good. It was Buddy Heald was the great, you know, the best player in college basketball. So that's the only really way I can see him, you know, jumping that high. Anyways, lottery picks. Buddy Heald going to be a lottery pick. Out of these lottery picks here, who is the one guy that we haven't talked about that you really see making an impact for a team, whether it's 14 at the Pistons or number one at the at, with Simmons? Well, the I got two for you. One, I'm going to be a dick and give you one guy who's, just outside the lottery. Of course you would. But I will actually give you a lottery pick to start. And I don't know if he's actually going to be drafted by the team that Chad Ford says because there's a lot to happen mm-hmm. between now and the draft. But one guy I've always liked is Chris Dunn on a Providence. He's been a guy, and I know Providence, since we've last talked NBA draft, mm-hmm. Providence hasn't been doing They've been struggling. the best. They've been struggling in their conference. So people have been like, okay, well, maybe that reflects on the junior Chris Dunn, but he's still big, he's athletic, and right now Chad Ford has him going to the Bucks. I think that there's there could be a situation that at four, maybe if Jamal Murray, when we get into the draft process, Boston goes, no, mm-hmm. I don't like it. I don't like Murray. They could draft Dunn there. Do I think Dunn's a four overall pick? Really, in the NBA, I mean, you take what you need more so than any other draft. Chris Dunn could be a guy that could change the team of a point and be the main point, but the guy I really love is the guy right outside the lottery and Denzel Valentine. Well, see, with with Dunn, I mean, he's basically having just straight-up similar you know production as he did in his sophomore year, mm-hmm. so I don't, I don't really think he's just done anything that impressive this year, whether Providence is... Doing well, or Providence is struggling. Uh, but with you know Denzel, I mean, of course you're going to be the asshole and pick the guy right outside the lottery. Yeah, he's got him going 15 to Utah. Do you think Denzel can really be a play? I mean, do you think he can be a player similar to Buddy? Because I mean, if he goes on this very run, do you think similar. he can very jump? Si- I was just going to. 
it depends on and wouldn't it be something if how the bracket like folds out mm-hmm. Oklahoma on the left Michigan State on the right, they both have a run and meet in the title. You could even say that they might be on the same side, might be playing in the Elite Eight. They could meet in the same side and playing in the Elite Eight, maybe playing in the Final Four if they're in different brackets on the same side. I I just think this kid is going to be something special. I was watching a little bit of him today against Ohio State, I believe that yeah. Michigan State was playing. Just looks phenomenal. I think this kid's going to be well, what a about great guy? What about him really just tells you that this kid's he just be knows stupid. how to run the floor. He's got those basketball instincts. He could play at the two or the three, and to me, it's just the IQ, the versatility, and the overall instincts to say, "Hey, you know what? I can pass the ball. I can shoot the ball. I can do whatever you want." And I mean, right now, the Jazz would be getting that great fit if Chad Ford's mock draft holds up, but there may be another team ahead of the Jazz that go, you know what, we could use that. We could use that on our team. And depending on what happens in March, that may happen. Now, with my guy, you know, lottery pick, I'm actually going to pick someone in the lottery. And uh, Chad Ford has Jacob Poto going to the the Raptors at nine. And I was th- going to bring him up too. Well, P- Poto was, in, in my first draft, he was he was going third overall mm-hmm. to the Celtics. And I, I, I nine is a steal for this kid. Yeah. Look, watching him, he's a sophomore. He's just big. And that's mm-hmm. what, I mean, th- that's why I had him going to the Celtics. But I think any team, you know, Phoenix can take this guy. I just think he's phenomenal. You know, uh, he's, he's just, he can roll off. He's a great shooter. He needs to work kind of like low post game, but I mean, he's still big as hell, and I think he can develop that game. And I still, I just looking at him, I think he's ready for the NBA. I think he can really dominate in the NBA. I don't, I don't think he's going to be like Anthony Davis type or Demarcus Cousins, but I think he could just be, you know, a, a, a solid player who just, just can come in and perform and just be a phenomenal player. And I think if if he goes to the Raptors, where the Raptors are, you know, the second best team in the Eastern Conference, I think that might, you know push them up. I know they have Valchunas, but maybe you put Valchunas at the four, put Poto at the five. I think that could really, you know, just leap this team up into, you know, that that actual contender for the NBA Finals. In his last five games in college, one, two, three, four, five, he had 25 and 10 against Washington State, 15 and 11. He had 29 and 13 against the Trojans, 7 and 7. That was an off night for him with 23 minutes. Then he had 14 and 10 in the last win over number nine, Arizona. He's a double-double freak mm-hmm. in the middle. And the game that I remember watching from earlier this year, back in December, where I fell in love with him, was when he went 19 points, 14 rebounds, and three blocks, when Maryland beat number seven Duke in overtime, 77-75. to 75. My game was uh, the Temple one early in the season, where he scored 32 points, uh-huh. had 11 rebounds, three blocks, two steals, and shot what was that? Eighty three percent from the field. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's beautiful, and that, that that just makes me you know I, I really think this can do well. And he also shot twelve for fourteen from free throw line. So I think this kid can really be something special. So I really think if the Raptors got you know because they have the next pick right now, I think if the Raptors were able to draft this kid, I think that puts you know the, the Raptors into contendership for the NBA Finals, and you could really upset Cleveland now because I still don't think they have the pieces to do that. Mm-hmm. Right now, this year, I mean, they, they beat them earlier on. I don't think they can do it in a seven-game series, but I think if you add Podol, something that Cleveland really doesn't have as a dominant big man, I think you can, I think you can run the table there. You know who else would be a nice fit for Portal? Who's that? Five, the Timberwolves. Because Kevin Garnett's not going to be there forever, let's be honest. He's playing the four right now. 
Carl Anthony Towns at the five, but what do we keep saying about Towns? He can stretch the floor. Yeah. So when Garnett's but, gone, you can move Towns out to the four, draft Podal to be, be the five. That could be another solid spot for Jake Podal. I, I I agree, but I I think I think he's too big for that. I think I think just just that this is way too much size mm-hmm. right there with you know Cat and and, and Podal. I I agree that you know I think he's better than Ellison. Where Ford has Ellison going to the Timberwolves, but I think Ellison's probably the better fit. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of like the Simmons Ingram discussion, where yeah. you know Ingram might be better for your fit, but Simmons is going to be the better, better prospect. I think mm-hmm. Ellison is the better fit, so you're going to go with him just because he's the fifth, and you don't know who's really going to have the most potential. So you'd rather go with a guy who's might be able to succeed in your system more than a guy who just might have better potential. Yeah. But a team we really love, or at least you really love. I'm, I'm, I don't really have an NBA fandom, fandomhood. Maybe we should do that. Maybe we should sell my N- NBA fandom. For charity. For charity. But uh, Kind of like what I've always wanted to do when we get enough subscribers for my hockey fandom. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll sell my NBA <laughs> fandom. But uh, a team that you really love and people really like to talk about and people really like to hate on. even da especially bullshit. I you cut me off again. Yeah, Look at that. We, there it's was all about someone, someone complained about that, Ricky. <laughs> they did. They uh, did. But anyways, Ricky, I was trying to build it up and try to plug someone. But anyways, eighteen Chicago Bulls. Wade Baldwin, the fourth uh, sophomore guard from Vanderbilt. That's where uh, Chad Ford has us going as point guard direction. Do you like that well, that uh, that idea? I like it because it's a fucking point guard. <laughs> it's a fine, like what we should have drafted last year in Tyus Jones. Don't get me wrong. And now I'm looking at it and going, okay, Bobby, I'm cool with you. But at the time, Bobby Portis, I saw that and I was like, the fuck are we thinking? Tyus Jones is right there. Get rid of this kid called Derrick Rose. We need the answer to Derrick because Derrick is at the end of his line. As long as we go point guard, I'll be happy. But I know you're not liking this pick of Wade Baldwin the fourth. I like it because it's point guard and he doesn't play for Texas A&M. One thing... You don't like him because it's not DJ. Well, one thing, first off, you said that, uh, you know, we need a new answer for Derrick Rose. That's going to come back and bite you in the ass when we talk later. Yeah. But, you know, with Wade Baldwin, I see I see a guy who can, you know, he, he can be a decent player in the NBA. But even though I'm wearing, I'm recording this in a Notre Dame sweatshirt... <laughs> I you really, always wear a Notre Dame sweatshirt. I really love Demetrius Jackson. <laughs> I, I love what he can do, and he p- comes up and performs in big games. Maybe he didn't do it against Miami. Maybe that was kind of a bad game. But you look against UNC, 19 points. Mm-hmm. You look at against Louisville, 27 points. You look at, you know, again, you look at Duke, 24 points. You look at Pitt, 26 points. You look at Virginia, 18 points. This kid can come up in big situations, and I think he could be a phenomenal player, and I think the Bulls should draft him, whether, you know, this is because I want him to come to Chicago. I just think any team that drafts Demetrius Jackson will have a player for well, the future. Well, he does play for Chicago's uh, Chicago's college basketball team, basically. He does play for Notre Dame. Yeah, Illinois is not Illinois is not. Been no, our, our, we're our, not our, like no. out of Northwestern and Chicago. We're Chicago's Big Ten team. Let's put it that way. Eh. Illinois is Chicago's Big Ten team. I don't know about fuck that. Notre, or fuck Northwestern. I don't like Notre Dame either, but it's Chicago's. It's mm. Chicago's college team. Northwestern's is closer Dame. though. Northwestern's actually in Chicago. I know, but fuck, fuck Northwestern. That's what I'm saying. Mm, I don't know about that. USC. How about that one? The USC's in, <laughs> in Southern California. Just kind of no, Northwestern's actually in in Chicago. But I mean, either pick if they went DJ or Wade Baldwin the fourth, I'd be happy with it because you want to know why, Sean? It's a fucking point guard. Do you want them to draft a point guard? Yeah, point guard. That's it. Are you sure? 
I see what you're doing. I'm, I'm trying not to fall into that. I'm not going to fall into that trap. Try to get you pissed off. Anyways, we'll go on. Any other picks in this draft that you just screams out that that's that's a great pick? That's the guy. Does it that's have to a be a great can... pick, or can it be a what the fuck pick? That that could work too. Twenty five. The what? L.A. Clippers taking Grayson Allen, and I mean, it's one of those that's things where this to me is okay. Is Grayson Allen technically? Does he have the tools? Mm-hmm. To be a, I'll say, good NBA player. Yes. But the way I see it is Grayson Allen's a dirty player. He's a guy you don't want on your team. And he's going to be a guy in a few years. We're going to say, hey, remember that kid from Duke that played really well at Duke and then got drafted by the Clippers and then fell off the face of the earth? See, well, that's what's going to happen to Grayson Allen. What I see with Grayson Allen is that he's a budget JJ Redick, and I don't I, whether I like his personality or not. I just I don't think he's going to succeed in the NBA. I, I've said that before. All this tripping, you know, situation before all the you know the personality stuff actually came to the the and, forefront. And now add that to it. But I I mean no I I don't care whether you know he's he he, he plays the game hard whether it's dirty or not. But still I mean I I just don't think this kid can really be anything special. Uh, whether you dislike him or not, I just I now I kind of hope the Bulls take him just so you can scream at your TV. Um, I'll change I'll change teams, man. The, I will change teams. The pick I really like is thirty, Jared Utah from Iowa, the senior forward uh, going to Golden State because of course Golden State's going to pick the three point shooter, and of course Golden State's going to go with Jared Utah, <laughs> who I love. Jared Utah is a, a ridiculous shooter. Coming I from mean, the great state of Iowa. Coming from the great... Those kids know how to shoot. <laughs> that, Indiana kids and and, uh, and and Iowa kids know mm-hmm. how to shoot. Well, it's nothing but cornfields out there. Exactly. Uh, but, I mean, you, you know, Utah is a great scorer. He, he can really add just, mm-hmm. you know, you know what, what, what... He can add something to Golden State uh, that they really need is spacing the floor because they obviously don't do that well enough. Um, but I, I just think that Utah can just add more shooting is what Golden State needs, and they could really just become a team that stands every single player outside beyond the three-point line and just really just you know make them a contender and continue making them a contender. And, you know, they could drop Brandon Rush, who's, you know, kind of, you know, he doesn't have the largest of contract, but you're going to pay a rookie less than him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just really, you can, you can really just make the smarter moves for your team and just, you know, draft a rookie that's basically the same player. And it may not matter. They may trade the pick because it's like, whatever, we got Kevin Durant now. <laughs> That's not gonna happen. That's a pipe dream. I really my my pipe dream is that the Bulls take Grayson Allen. Your pipe dream is that Kevin Dur- Kevin Durant <laughs> goes to the Golden State Warriors. But now we're gonna transition. We're gonna go over to the actual NBA. We're gonna go to a team that we didn't talk about in draft. We're gonna go to a, a team that actually doesn't even have a pick in the draft. We're gonna go to the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cavs and Kyrie Irving uh, really not getting along nowadays. Kyrie Irving upset with the situation that's happening in Cleveland. Well, at least from sources and reports that Kyrie's unhappy. Sources or sauces? Sauces from Chris Boussard. Um, (laughs) But, you know, Kyrie is upset what's going on in Cleveland, not really enjoying the Ty Lue reign, not really enjoying the David Blatt reign, not really enjoying the LeBron James reign. Do you think that Kyrie Irving has the possibility of being moved? Yes. And it's all ego. It's all ego because... The way I see this is Kyrie is a, and it's going to come down plain and simple. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Kyrie is not the same player D Wade is. No. And that's what it comes down to. Well, ego wise. There's not a lot of players like Dwayne Wade. Ego wise, they are not the same. Where LeBron, when he was in Miami, LeBron was the head guy. He was the guy we put the blame on. He's the guy where it's like ball in the hand, give it to LeBron. LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. 
D Wade didn't really cause a stink because D Wade's like whatever. As long as we win a championship, I don't care because he's older, more mature. Where Kyrie, younger, wants the ball in his hands, wants to win the game, isn't okay now with giving the ball up. But Kyrie, but the thing is with D Wade and LeBron, they talked about going into it together mm-hmm. in Miami. They were like, all right, we're going to do this. Kyrie we're going to try to win kind a championship. Of for, this is kind of forced upon He didn't him. have a choice, exactly. Yeah. And Kyrie's always been the man. He was the man at Duke. He was uh-huh. the man in high school. He's, he was the man when he came in, came into the Cavs. And now mm-hmm. he has to take this back seat, which he, he doesn't really like. And honestly, I can't blame the kid. You know what? I can't blame Kyrie. Kyrie is a top five point guard in my mind. I think Kyrie can really flourish in the NBA. But it's really that he's taking the backseat to this, you know, sideshow in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And people calling us Cavs fans. I'm not a Cavs fan at all. Oh, I, don't I hate have the Cavs. A, I don't have a fandom, but I'm just. I saying. hate the Cavs. But but honestly, I just think that you know Kyrie can really excel in a, a place that's not Cleveland. And I think mm-hmm. that you know it, if I think it probably might be best for this team to move Kyrie because you bring players that would fit with LeBron better than Kyrie because Kyrie wants to be the scorer. Kyrie wants to be the man. Kyrie wants to step up in big situations. But when you look at this, it's LeBron's team. It's LeBron's return to Cleveland. It isn't the it's the big 3, but it's like, you know, LeBron and then Kyrie and K-Love taking a back seat. And K-Love's usually making more news. Kyrie just, you know, I I understand his upset, you know, his his, you know, disdain with this with this franchise it, whether it's real or not. We don't mm-hmm. know if it's true. Kyrie never came out and said anything. But, you know, just assuming that he is and assuming that he's unhappy, I understand why he is. And I understand that he wants to be the guy. And I, I really can't blame him because I like that intensity. I like that, you know, that rush. I like the, the you know, the, the, the want to be the best player in the NBA. And I think that if I'm a GM, I might just kind of throw the farm and just be like, all right, Kyrie wants out. We'll give you this, this and this. And Kyrie can really turn a team into a, a, a legit contender for the championship. Well, and the one thing I think of is I'm kind of torn. I'm one side I'm on the opinion of, hey, you know what, Kyrie? You got to be a professional. Sometimes shit happens that you're not happy with, and you just got to deal with it. And then there's another voice in my head that says, yeah, maybe for this year. But what about next year? What about all the way until 2020 when he's an unrestricted free agent? I'll be honest, but the Cavaliers, they are run by idiots. People that don't know how to run an NBA team. The whole city just doesn't know how to, like, they should just cancel all sports in Cleveland. The football team doesn't know how to run a team. The baseball team, okay, they're probably the best ones. Keep the baseball team. They still haven't won since 1969. Yeah, but at least they, like, went to a World Series more recently than... Well, I mean, the Cavaliers went last year, but they still can't win it. They still can't win it. The Cavaliers are the team that's like, oh, LeBron walks away. We're going to build the franchise around Kyrie. We're going to do, oh, wait, LeBron wants back. LeBron wants back. We'll take you back. Kyrie should get out of town as quickly as he can. As quickly as he can and go to whatever suitor wants to take him. This isn't the reason why I don't think Cleveland will win the finals this year. I think they just they're not a good enough team and whether they're gelling as a team or not, I don't think they're going to win the finals, but I think this doesn't help and I think that, you know, Kyrie wanting to be the man and not being able to be the man is really going to hurt this team. Well, and, and I don't think with the, know these core I don't think with these core players, I don't think they can win the finals and I don't think, you know, I think you need to make moves for your team to not only be happy and not only the gel, but you know, get the actual players that you need well, let, for this team to succeed because LeBron's because LeBron's not getting any younger. Let me put it this way. Yes, Cleveland is 43 and 17, which is good. However, the Warriors are 55 and 5. 
And okay, went, but they're hey, wait, on wait, a historic wait, pace. Wait, wait, wait. And when Andrew Verjao joins the Warriors, it should be alarming to your team that a former player joins the Warriors and goes, holy shit, these guys love each other. It is like a total different environment than what I was dealing with in Cleveland. Kind of feels nice out here. And I know you can say, but Ricky, they're on a record pace. It's easier to be happy when your team doesn't fire your head coach. Don't have your team run by idiots. The Warriors know how to run their team. Steve Kerr's out. They have Luke Walton there. Luke Walton, a former calf, running the team. This is, I mean, to me, the Warriors, they're... They're one of the most happy, happiest teams in the NBA. They like their own teammates, except for when Draymond kind of, you know, yells at Steve Kerr every now and then. But apparently, Hold on. Steve, That's, no, wait, they have wait, a joking relationship. Wait, I don't apparently think. Apparently, Steve Kerr has talked to Tom Izzo and got advice. That is how you coach Draymond Green. You have to coach him like that because apparently, that's the kind of player he is. That's how you get the most out of him. Cleveland is just everyone is on edge. And I don't know if it's because LeBron's in town. I don't know if it's because they haven't won a championship in forever. Or I don't know if it's because both are together. I think I think it's because LeBron's in town, and this isn't you know this isn't the Cleveland Cavaliers. This is the, you know LeBron's team. This is we need to win for LeBron, and we need to you know there's the spotlight mm-hmm. consistently on us on what's wrong in Cleveland, what's wrong in this. He should have just trouble stayed in Miami. Paradise. He just should have stayed in Miami. Well, I mean, now, now there's all this trouble that he's he, he's working out, with, work D-Wade. out with D-Wade. No, I, I understand that they're friends, and yeah, you know, but good you for know them. What? But I would love if LeBron declines his player option and goes to Miami next year. I would love it. You know what? I, would I love the it. The only part of that, you know, it's the only part of that I hate his answer to it. Because he just sounded like a dick. It's like, can you say it like any nicer, like, yeah, you know, you know, me and me and D Wade are friends. I just decided to go down to Miami. There's nothing. There's nothing to talk about here. Boom, easy. I would but rather. I, I would rather just have him. Be but a how dick he about answered it. like a dick, like, yeah, we're friends. Yeah, it makes more sense to go down to Miami than uh, my house in L.A. It's like now you're making it seem like you're a dick and getting defensive. Because there may be some behind the scenes. But, there's probably not, but there could be. But there's, but but I mean, I, I understand. You know, people are just going to jump down his throats. I mean, we're bringing well, it up. Because he's LeBron. We're bringing it up because you know we, yeah. we we've seen him leave Cleveland before, and we've seen him you know go to Miami of all places, and we've seen him go to D Wade, and so and now now I understand why people are like, oh, what's going on here? Uh-huh. Uh, and I'm fine with him defending himself because he, he's he he made the choice to go back to Cleveland. He made the choice to you know commit to this mm-hmm. team. So I, I I understand that he's he's getting defensive because he's like no I'm I'm in, I'm here for Cleveland I'm not here he's just you know D Wade's my friend all in yeah all in in Cleveland so anyways I I, I think Kyrie should be moved I think I, I if, if if Kyrie's not happy he should make it clear and I think I think Dan well, Gilbert all, should actually have some smarts and you know build the right team around LeBron it, it all depends on uh, what LeBron does if he opts out and goes to Miami he, he, he had a key that had, was that was just a I, I know he but but if he did you keep Kyrie obviously I, I mean LeBron's been in Cleveland for ten years Dan Gilbert has not been able mm-hmm. to build a, a team around him for ten years so I mean nothing nothing really new there. Uh, to bring up Cleveland, though, you know, backcourts. Kyrie is a backcourt player for the, the Cavaliers. They're going to go with... a good backcourt. Like, not one of the top five. Well, that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about top five NBA backcourts because we're seeing basically the greatest, one of the one of the best pairing of backcourts we've seen 
uh, probably in NBA history. I don't want to declaim that yet, but uh, well, it's the Splash but, Brothers. But it's the Splash Brothers. It, it, it's it's the ridiculous of Steph Curry pulling up from thirty-seven feet mm-hmm. and draining it. It's Clay Thompson being able to put up thirty a night when you know Steph Curry is putting up fifty-one a night. Uh, the best backcourt in the NBA is Golden State. I don't think we have oh, a disagreement no doubt. there. No doubt. The, and, you know, you and Mark did, you know, best five wide receivers on the outside yeah, Well, kick. what would be the best for 2016? Yeah. But we can talk about what's the best right now because we're midseason. We can. And, uh, you know, you guys wanted to save your number one for the last thing. We can just come out and say, you know, Golden State is the best yeah. backcourt in the NBA. I mean, Clay Thompson and well, Steph Curry, both t- top ten players in the NBA. Curry most likely being the number, you know, the best player in the let's NBA Let's do right it now. this way. Unless you totally object to it, that's fine. How about... We'll start with you because you're the gracious host. And okay. You give your top five. We'll talk about it for a bit. Then give my top five, no particular order, and then some honorable mentions at the end. All right. The only team that will actually be ranked, number one, Golden State. Then I'm going to go into Toronto. Kyle, Kyle, uh, Kyle Lowry mm-hmm. and DeMar DeRozan, phenomenal backcourt, leading the Raptors into a kind of a you know kind of a, a, a Cinderella story here. I didn't think Toronto was going to be the second-best team in the Eastern Conference. I thought the Chicago Bulls would be up there, but uh, they've really fallen off the table. I think Lowry is, has cemented himself in, as a, a top point guard in this league. DeMar DeRozan cementing himself as a top shooting guard in this league. You go to uh, L.A. for the Clippers. I think Chris Paul is probably a top two, top three point guard in the league. And I think J.J. Redick is probably the second best shooter in the league or, you know, at least a top five shooter in the league. I won't say top top mm-hmm. two, but I think, you know, Steph's number one. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Steph's one, Clay's two. And then I think I think Redick's in that three to five range uh, for best shooter. So I think I think L.A. Clippers have one of the best backcourts. Then you got to go to Portland. Damian Lillard's a, a, a monster. He's he's putting up ridiculous numbers. I mean, Lillard, if if he if he leads Portland far, he might be the. I mean, I'm not gonna say he's he's the MVP, but I think he can definitely be in the contention for MVP. I think Steph's kind of basically got it locked down. But I think if it was gonna be going to anyone else, I think Lillard's name would definitely be thrown in there. And CJ McCollum, most improved NBA player this year. He's been looking phenomenal in that two position. And then I'm gonna go to Washington. Bradley Beal has not been playing, but when he's been playing, he's been looking phenomenal. And I think John Wall, he wants to be recognized as one of the top point guards in the NBA, and I honestly think he is. I think he's definitely top five, uh, you know, t- a top five point guard in the league. And I think Bradley Beal's, an, uh, you know, another phenomenal player on the wing. So I think that's my top five. Uh, you know, honorable mentions here. I'm going to throw this one for Dave. I'm going to go to Philadelphia for Nick Stauskas and Ish Smith. <laughs> Ish. It's all about Dave's ish. That's the only honorable mention I'll throw it, but I'll, we'll hear yours and then we'll throw so, it your other honorable mentions. We're we're in agreement with three teams. It's kind of like how me and Mark had. We're in agreement with three teams: mm-hmm. Golden State, obviously, uh, yeah, Toronto, Demar and Lowry are just phenomenal, and I'd even say Portland, CJ McCullough, Damian Lillard. I threw them in last second. Sean's kind of throwing ahead. Here's the reason why I threw them in last second. I looked at each stats. Both are averaging 20 a game. I'd be stupid not to put these guys in the top five backcourts. Here's the problem I have. Four, Boston. Fine, they're in. Here's the problem. At five, I have four teams vying for that last spot. Minnesota between, according to the depth chart, it says Anthony or Andrew Wiggins and Ricky Rubio. I also have the Chicago Bulls, Derrick Rose and... Jimmy Butler, who's your father, Indiana with, you've got Ellis and George Hill, and then Miami with the Heat. And I kind of want to put the Bulls in there at five. And the reason is, Indiana, Ellis, and Hill, 
aren't scrubs. having they're, they're no. not averaging as much this year. They're not averaging that much because they're not that good anymore. They're I not mean, that good. Monty Ellis hasn't been good. I mean, he, he's been he's been you know decent, but I mean he's not he's not the player anymore. He, he can't be a number one player. So mm-hmm. I don't think he's he's anywhere close to I don't know. I mean, Chris Paul is pretty good. Chris Paul is pretty good, and JJ Reddick's one of the best shooters in the league. But anyways, keep going. I kind of want to make it between. I mean, Miami to me, D Wade is a phenomenal player. However, is Dragic really pulling his weight? No, is also Dragic D-Wade's pulling the weight? Yeah, D Wade's getting old, but this has been a lot better of a season for D Wade, especially in the absence of LeBron. To me, the choice comes down to the Bulls or the T Wolves. At five. Oh my God. And I'm going to put the Bulls in at five, mainly because Ricky Rubio averages only 10 points a game. However, he does average 8.7 assists per game. Because he's passing it to Carl Anthony Townsend, <laughs> Andrew Wiggins. Because Rubio is not good. Because of the points, I got to put the Bulls at five with oh my God. Derek and Butler. More so for no. Butler. Uh, okay. You just talked about how they need to get rid of Derrick Rose, and now you're putting him in the top five backcourt? Doesn't mean he's not a good— like he. Okay, the reason why I feel like we got to move on from Derrick Rose mm-hmm. is because his tenure in Chicago is done. Is he a type of player that I would love to have on my team? Mm-mm. Yes. No. But with what comments he's made as of late saying, i got to look out for uh, free agency— if I'm not 100% in the playoffs, I'm not going to play. That's the reason why I want him out of town. Do I want to draft a point guard? Because I know in a couple years he may not be with us anymore. Yes. But I still think that he's not the number one in our backcourt. Jimmy Butler's carrying this backcourt. But I still think the duo of them is better than Rubio and Wiggins. I th- I agree that Butler Butler's you know he, Butler's the best shooting guard in the league. But Rose is dead weight. Rose is you know he's dragging both of his knees behind. <laughs> you know you, you know Garpax is ready to take him out back and shoot him in the head because you know he, he's not what he used to be. Still got sixteen points. Because 16 points because this year. Butler's been out, so he had to step up. D Rose is not the same player. D Rose is. I'm not he's saying not, he's the same. He's player. not a top five. You know he's not even in the discussion of top ten point guards. I would say this year. I don't think he's even close. You got Chris Paul in L.A., who is a top three point guard in the league. And you have J.J. Redick. I mean, he's no Jimmy Butler, but he's better than D. Rose. And I'll take J.J. Redick over Derek Butler this season. Or De- Derek Butler. Derek Rose over the season. <laughs> See, and I, and I, all right, the, Clipper, the Clippers were a team that I thought of, but they were... Ah. Cool. All right. I, well, point for for my upcoming ones, I, I wrote honorable mentions and upcoming. I have Detroit because I think Reggie Jackson's mm-hmm. phenomenal, and I think Caldwell Pope can be something. And then I wrote Minnesota, but not because of Ricky Rubio, because Ricky Rubio isn't anything special. No, because of I Zach think, Levine. I and, think you could put and, Levine at Andrew Wiggins. You Levine at point, and you could yeah. put or you could put Levine at point. And you could put Muhammad at small uh, shooting guard. Or you could leave Wiggins at shooting guard. I think those two could be phenomenal, but I don't think you know Wiggins is a, a top player yet. I think he can can become one, but I don't think he's a top player yet. Mm-hmm. So I don't think Wiggins is you know even in the discussion for top five backcourt, especially with Rubio. And Rubio's has those inflated numbers because he's passing to a Wiggins and he's passing to a Towns. I don't think Rubio's that good of a point guard. And honestly, I'd probably take Derrick Rose over R- Ricky Rubio right now. So I mean, maybe maybe Chicago. I I, I I I I agree with your pick that you know Minnesota or Chicago over Minnesota but Chicago is an honorable mention for me just because of Jimmy Butler but they're out of it because of Derrick Rose holding them down Boston 
you have Thomas, but mm-hmm. I mean Avery Bradley he isn't a star. He isn't you know he he's a he's a great role player, but he's nothing special. You got Cleveland, Kyrie, phenomenal point guard. J.R. Smith is yeah. J.R. Smith is J.R. Smith will only shoot like he'll only nail threes if you let him. OKC, I mean you got Westbrook, you know, Deion Waiters. Yeah, you got Westbrook, who's you know top five player in the mm-hmm. NBA. You got Deion Waiters on your small, you know, shoot, you got Deion Waiters on your wing, which just takes you down. So I mean, I I, I think you're a fool. Basically, I think yeah. you're a fool for that Chicago. I no, mean, my my five would, and I'm sitting here: Golden God. State, Portland, Toronto, Boston, and Chicago. You're Boston and Chicago, How, right there. Oh my but God! Some of my honorable mentions: Orlando, Washington, Orlando. Mm-hmm. How is Orlando a top backcourt? I said honorable mention. Name, I'm not name, two, name the name of the backcourt: Oladipo and Peyton. They're not a top backcourt in the NBA. That's why they're an honorable mention. Who, they're not right, as good right. as the top five, right. so they're an honorable mention. Okay. I think they have the potential to one day be something. Potential, yes. And that's right why I, now they're decent to where they're an honorable mention. I have up, I have I have honorable mentions and then I have upcoming ones. I might be put them in my upcoming ones, you're but not I'm gonna, still, you're I'm not still gonna afraid like, to put that. You're not gonna like the other two honorable okay, mentions so, that I had. So who are your honorable mentions so far? Washington or Orlando. Okay, Washington's, you know, respectable. I would say the Los Angeles Lakers, but I'm saying Jordan Clarkson and D'Angelo Russell. That's fair not for Lou Will- that, not that, Lou Williams. That's fair for upcoming. And then I've got Harden and Beverly in Houston. Okay, as my an honorable mention. My honorable mentions are Okay, see, because of Westbrook, because he's a top five player in the NBA, weirdly enough. Kyrie, because he's a top five point guard in the NBA, weirdly enough. You got Boston and Isaiah Thomas, who, you know, Isaiah Thomas is phenomenal. But one of, my top, is a one role, of my top five. Role player, yeah, but they're an honorable yeah. because they're not a top five uh, duo. You got Chicago because Butler's phenomenal. Butler's, you know, near top five area for NBA best NBA players. And you got Houston with Harden, who Harden's phenomenal, but I don't believe in Patrick Beverly. You're going to put... Alfred Payton and Victor Oladipo in the same discussion with Westbrook. And I, I mean, I would. West, the Thunder to me are in a completely different category. Mm, because God. if we were talking, really, their one two punch is Durant and Westbrook. Well, but yeah. that's technically not a backcourt, so they wouldn't be an honorable mention for me. Westbrook is great, but he can't be an honorable mention when you're. The, Clippers, the Clippers didn't even when make your honorable backcourt mention. Ma- is. Dion Waiters. To me, it's J.J. Redick bringing down. And to me, How is, the, wait, wait, wait. The Clippers, to me, you could say comparably stat-wise to Rose and Butler. Ro, are Rose and J.J. Redick, points per game and assists per game, very similar. Jimmy Butler. Yeah, he's not going to throw out nine assists. Who's the assist. better wait, team? Wait, wait, wait. Who's the better wait, team? Wait, wait, wait. He's not going to throw out nine assists like CP3, but he's averaging more points than CP3. Okay. So to me... I see that duo as a better. Just they're my top five. Okay, okay. So you're, you're talking. You're talking that Derrick Rose is is the one that holds back. Holds back. You know, Chicago's backcourt and JJ Redick holds back Clippers. Yeah. the Clippers backcourt. Okay, so you got D Rose. The Clippers have a better team overall team. They got DeAndre Jordan. We don't got DeAndre Jordan okay. down low. Okay, all right, all right. So you have the you have you they have got JJ, fucking Blake Griffin, who's been out, and the Clippers been better without without True. fucking Blake Griffin. Okay, so JJ Redick averaging 16 points per game and basically, you know, minimal assists, minimal rebounds, but he's a point, a small forward. D Rose averaging 16.5 points per game, 4.8 assists, and 3.6 rebounds. But look at the shooting percentages. Derrick Rose 
from three-point land is shooting 27%. Do we need him to shoot from three? No. Okay. He's a slasher. J.J. Well, Redick. A budget slasher now because J.J. Redick is shooting 48% from three-point land. 48%. That is near 50%, which is almost better, which is way better than D. Rose's field goal percentage, which is at 42%. D. Derek, Rose is Derek not— Rose doesn't need to shoot the three. And he's been, but he needs to be able to shoot the ball. And, and JJ Redick shoots the three ball better been, than D Rose. And, and he shoots he's the been ball. holding up the Bulls while Butler's been out. And the Bulls, I gotta say, an honorable mention for the Bulls has to be Etwan Moore because Etwan Moore came in and said, "You know what? I'm gonna what? hold this hold this down until Butler gets back." So you're saying that even with Etwan Moore in the backcourt? Oh no, no. If, oh if Etwan Moore is in, our, if it's Etwan Moore and Rose. They're easily out. I was going to jump no, this table. No. I was going to jump this table. I, I'm not going also, that far. D-Rose, D-Rose, 28 minutes per game. Or, I'm sorry, 31 minutes per game. So he's getting more minutes than J.J. Redick, who has 28 minutes per game. I just so, want you guys to know I that mean, Sean has now stood up. I'm pissed. He's no longer I'm pissed. <laughs> when I said I was going to, I was come close to strangling him. I think we should end this. I think we should really end this. I don't know I don't, if we should end this podcast, this episode, just this whole relationship, this whole partnership. I don't know, Rick. I think we're going to really need to you know, dissect our relationship. Blame Dave. He didn't show up, and he was the one that uh, he gave su- us this topic. He suggested this topic. Fuck you, Dave. This is the, thank you, Dave, for ruining my life, ruining my Saturday. Thank you, Dave Oster, for not showing up and giving us this terrible topic. Thank you, everyone out there who has been listening to the Fast Break podcast. It's been great seeing our numbers jump up. It's been really fantastic seeing all the support from you guys. So we really appreciate it here from Ricky and I. Even though I'm close to killing Ricky, and Ricky might not be on next uh, next week, but anyways, thank you for. Uh, listening. Thank you for you know just giving us all this love and support. If you do want to support us, subscribe down below. If you're listening to YouTube, follow us on SoundCloud so you can you never miss you never miss one of our podcasts. Uh, like on YouTube, like on SoundCloud, repost on SoundCloud, share it to all your Twitter followers and all your Facebook friends because we really appreciate the support again. And uh, we're trying to get to a thousand subscribers on YouTube. So uh, if you want to give us that support, it'd be great. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod. Follow me at Twitter at Schwarbo. Follow Ricky. On Twitter at Ricky Widmer, like our Facebook page, and do all the other stuff because we really, again, we really love support. We love when you guys support us. We love when you guys listen, and we're really just doing this for you guys out there. But anyways, this is gonna wrap up this fast break podcast. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.